I'm just looking at the dials and getting anxious. I'm on uh, the ones and twos. We got a zoom here. And uh, this is my Aunt Sally. We have me, Gareth Lyons. You. Me, Mark Stokes. Don't tell me you. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Keep going. And I'm here. It's Aoife Balf. It's Aoife Balf. You got to introduce yourself. Very good. Back in town. Blown out lungs. Shot your drums. This place kisses. And someone misses. Miss me, Kansas. vivid memory um of when i was it was, okay it's not vivid in that i can't remember how old i was but i i was in my granny's house watching the cartoons on nickelodeon and i was between like six and eight and there was just some it was in the ad breaks and then the, this guy from nickelodeon studios was scooting around their animation studio shooting Nerf guns at his co-workers and hmm. saying how rad and cool it was to be an animator because <laughs> you never have to grow up. That is rad and, and cool. I told my dad, I was like, hey, being an animator looks like a pretty good time. And he said, because you never have to grow up. And my dad said, Aoife, everyone has to grow up. Oh, how, but how wrong he, he was. Equally, he has been one of the most most supportive of my choice to be an animator. Yeah, but uh, at enough. the time he was like, oh, I don't know, Aoife. Yeah, there were some lofty ideas for a child. Thinking back on it, it's strange that a man scooting around on an office chair shooting Nerf guns got me into this know, because yeah. even as a child... I did, I wasn't into shooting Nerf guns or being boisterous. No. I was a, mm. a, a quiet, good child from the Victorian era. <laughs> I liked um, them. <laughs> no, to me, it's the other thing where you're suddenly like, um, you're looking at this thing, you're like, wow, that looks so cool. Like, I genuinely, as a child, thought that all the Hawaiian shirts and stuff were really cool and how I wanted to be like in these really colorful, awesome places doing like, but I never ever thought that I would be in Pixar like in a million years. And here I am in Pixar. No, I mean like, <laughs> no, I had Pixar. <laughs> but uh, no, like, you know, the way people are like, oh, I always dreamed of working in Disney studios. And I was like, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Like, I do not want to do that at all. And then, um, um, I think the one that actually for me was a big catalyst and it wasn't even animation. It's kind of actually because they mer merged together in my brain was um, uh, Don Conroy. And then I don't even know her last name. Draw with Tina. OK. Oh. oh, yeah. And so Draw with Tina was like I thought her and Don Conroy are basically the same. Because it was like, just draw a circle, draw another circle. And now look at that, you got a little character there and they're walking around. <laughs> and again, and here then, again. But then I was like, so they're the same. They're the same as Art Attack, where you draw things, you know? Yeah. It was just like, I like arts and crafts and that's that. And then, um, but anyway, the thing was with Tina, where you suddenly were like, the drawings were moving. And you were suddenly struck by like, uh-huh, okay. This is different. This is interesting. And then... I thought that was impossible and crazy and stupid, the idea of things moving. And then I went to a, like, there was a, there was a time in Galway uh, where there was a studio called Crinu Studios and they taught kids, um, they did like art portfolio preparation classes. And for some reason, they also did uh, animation classes. They, uh, James Newell, taught there. 
and uh, I'm still in somewhat in touch with him even now. So, so anyway, that was like stop motion animated stuff where it's like, yeah, just build the background. But the thing that was amazing about that to me and the thing that I kind of, I never liked animation per se. Yeah. I loved where it's like, sit down, do the drawings, come up with your characters. All right. Now make the models, put the camera down, take the pictures and make the film. And then it was like within the space of six weeks, all of a sudden you had this thing where I was like, this is amazing. And there, I, I was such a, uh, a uh, little goody two shoes that I would be kind of like. Peas in a pod. Yeah. No, do you know, <laughs> like, I don't know if it was, good, yeah. I don't know if it's goody two shoes so much as it's like being a little brat whereby like, I remember there was a kid who was very just different not really. Well, you, you can tell me what it was. But basically, there was a kid who wasn't really engaging with the thing. And uh, the teacher was getting frustrated with them. Like, you need to do something. You need to figure out this story. But it would be like a kid would come up with a story where they'd go, and then it goes like this, and then it goes off here, and then it goes up here. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to be able to do that in the six weeks. So can we just make it something simple? And I was like, because he had this idea of having a, a chainsaw-wielding hockey mask guy. And he was yeah. like, he's going to be cutting people's heads off. He's going to be doing this. He's going to be doing that. And then, and then I was like, what if he like is slicing and dicing something? And there's like, you know, blood appearing, okay? And then it's revealed it's a tomato. And he's just been chopping up a tomato. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. And I was like, man. So then the teacher was like, okay, you're doing that to this kid. And this kid was just like really annoyed that he had to do this. But I just couldn't help myself going over to other people's projects and be like, you should do this. You should do this. You should yeah, do this. Yeah. And then sometimes it would be, they would be receptive. And then other times they wouldn't. So Mark. Hello. Why animation? Well... Pretty much like everybody else, I suppose. You grew up like watching your Saturday night or Saturday morning, Saturday night, <laughs> Saturday night so fever. Late. Yeah, <laughs> Saturday night life. Uh, watching that as a ten-year-old. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> just your cartoons like Dexter's Lab, Johnny Bravo, SWAT Cats, That's all amazing. those. It's birds. It's the seagulls that are on top of the chimney. Yeah, there's a lot of those around here. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I could totally hear that. Yeah, yeah. That's five o'clock, four o'clock in the morning sometimes. Oh my God. So I've always loved cartoons. This is like eight or 10 or whatever. And then like going into secondary school, obviously went to, did the, did the old art class because that was an mm. easy win, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was kind of hanging out with, I was in kind of an arty group with uh, Paul Jaglahi and Danny Ryan. You guys don't know. One of them, no. uh, they're both fine artists. They went to uh, the Limerick College of Art and Design. Um, it's like isn't it? Yeah, so basically we were like kind of together, and they're like, "Well, we're gonna we're we're going off to do fine art," and like, "I'm gonna be a painter," and then he's gonna like do sculpture or whatever. And I was like, "I mean, I like art, but I don't know if I like fine art." Yeah, I know what you mean. I like I want to do something in art, and I didn't really know quite know what it was. I was like, maybe graphic design because that's like you can do a job. Yeah. that's the job you can do, and get paid to make art. And you um, love bikes. And I love bikes. So I was basically halfway there already. Um, but then I think it was a girl I was dating at the time. She was going to LS, LCAD oh, as well. Sorry. And um, she was like, because I was making like little comic books and stuff at the time. And like pretty much all the stuff that I was creating had some sort of narrative to it. Mm. So she was like, this is an animation course that like you should totally do that because you're always making up some yeah. bullshit like that and I'm like I am making up bullshit like that I would like to do this and then I realised like that's a job you can do you could mm. make cartoons you could like be an animator so basically from that day I was like 16 maybe I was like that's what I'm gonna do 
I think there's something as well to be said about um, when Blues came, they he got like, you know, the, the government were like, hey, that's jobs. Here's a bunch of money. And at that point, it was the most money that the state had given to like a private company or something yeah. like that. Right. And um, it's all his fault. Well, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> <He> ruined us. <laughs> when I look, when I think about sitting in my career uh, guidance counselor's office, like, um, if you were to say like, oh, I'm an artist. Oh yeah, do art then. Go to, you know, it's like, well, I like, oh, yeah. I'm not that type of artist. But now this, uh, whether they knew it or not, back at, at the back of their brain, have a similar like story, yeah. animation is just like this thing where it's like, we use the word industry already, but like that idea that, um, the community. Well, no, no, this is an <laughs> yeah, industry no, thing where it's like, it's only real when it's creating a job. Yeah, and yeah. Me as a career guidance teacher, I can give you that job now. So that's what would happen. This guy, he typed with like two fingers animation into the, it drove me mad. My guidance uh, teacher, counselor, or whatever, he was the geography teacher, and I think he also doubled as some sports thing too. Oh, it was, right. the, it was the athletics trainer. It's not too bad. Running. My guy only did the one thing. Yeah. Really, you yeah. had an exclusive guidance yeah. counselor. Wild, mad. And um, but like we well, did, did you guys have to sit that aptitude test? Where it's yeah. like, you're gonna find out what you're gonna be best suited for in a job wise. And like we, we did that, and it's like, well, you scored like a lot of art things and pretty poorly at the old spelling and yeah. maths. Mm-hmm. And it's like he was just like, well, it says like this in in that little bracket of like things that aren't. 100% art or aren't 100% industry and it's like leather leather making yeah, yeah, or, yeah and I'm like well somebody showed me that the pamphlet for animation and, and I'd like to do that and it's like yeah yeah you should probably do that that's not a good idea for you yeah, that is yeah. so true because I, yeah. I, I had until you said that I forgot that I'd taken one of those aptitude tests because yeah. I like, went into it and I was like came at the other end and they were like well you know you're good at art and you're bad at math so i guess you should be an artist i was like i don't need this test to yeah, tell me yeah. that. what is the yeah. point of this thing? i uh Who is this for <laughs> i love aptitude i just have my whole life i've loved standardized testing yeah. and i'd get really excited when you'd see the booklets coming into primary school and i'd be like oh yes we get to do these mm. tests because they felt like they didn't feel like real tests because they were just asking you like which shape comes next in the sequence yeah yeah yeah. and it's just like i don't have to study for this or know anything i just figure it out as it comes and i so when we were doing the careers aptitude tests in secondary school i already knew that i wanted to do animation or art or perhaps be a barrister um (laughs) but that didn't happen wild jump but uh i was sick the day that everyone sat their aptitude tests and i just really wanted to find out my scores so i arranged it with my (laughs) guidance counselor that i could come up to her office on uh some free classes to sit the tests and uh and find out that is such a you thing i know i'm such a little overachiever i was like skipping classes to to paint this giant painting i was doing it was just like it was out of a magazine of just some guy jumping this thing Mm. in holland on like a skateboard cool and i'm just like to the english teachers like i have to go and help with the uh with the play because it's Christian Brothers and Terrace would put on plays with the Ursuline and I'd just like walk out of class and just spend all day in the art room painting. I know that's another I love one of the things that Aoife said earlier on is that I saw a bunch of people with Nerf guns and I decided that I wanted to be an animator and one of the kind of other things that seems to be like uh, a guiding thing 
when we decided we wanted to do animation is that we wanted to slack off slightly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was little did we already. know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Little did we know. It was actually like incredibly intensive, yeah. you know. These deadlines are very are, are very short. Yeah, well, you can't get done. Uh, okay, I guess and, so. Uh, <laughs> I remember like as as a teenager before actually going into the animation course, how like I, I didn't like fine art because it, it everyone who was talking about their fine art sounded like a waffler. And then as soon as I went to animation, the fine art waffle was exactly the kind of stuff that I was into. I was just like, oh, yeah. oh, why, uh, why did I come here? Yeah. I should, I should have applied to NCAD. Look at the size of these words. <laughs> I've talked about this numerous times, but it was one of my like, one of the things that basically shaped the way I, I, I saw art. You know, which is I showed up to an exhibition that was a collaboration between sculptors and performance artists. Oh, and the idea of it was. Um, they they made sculptures and the performance artists one time only you're in the room you see these people uh, interacting with them you know yeah. so anyhow um some through some miscommunication everybody was actually locked out of the event space oh so there's a big window so you could see people in there and it's like is this, are they doing something in there and then you could see the sculptors looking in they're like what are they doing to the live action to the to the performance artists <laughs> Eventually the door opened and half of the pieces had been destroyed, okay? <gasps> because they were interacting with them and they were getting lost in they the They were interacting in the too hard. I know, yeah. Jesus. And so I remember that there was a sculptor, the sculpting uh, person, and she was like rubbing her temples. She was standing in the middle of the room and she's going, no, no, stop, 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 stop. And they weren't stopping and, and nobody knew what to do. And then I was looking at her going like, is this like, What's meant to be happening? Yeah. Is this Are like you part doing of the, thing? the performance yeah. art too? I just, it makes me so sad that the performance artists, like, I'm not saying that performance art isn't, like, they put work into it, mm. but there isn't a physical object at the end of it that, yeah. like, yeah. is the evidence of all your work. Yeah. And how how disrespectful it is to say that my performance art supersedes your sculpture work yeah yeah <laughs> well, that is yeah i'm just gonna wreck well, this is what i want to say so I, I went to the pub to have a wee no way yeah and then i came back and everybody was sitting in the ground in a circle okay and um they were like i think they were like passing like a stick around like the idea of like it's oh no the talking stick something like that i don't know what happened maybe they weren't there wasn't a stick at all but like ultimately <laughs> they were like Okay, so what happened? Why did it go wrong? What did you expect out of it? How did you feel about it? And so the entire audience and all of the artists were sitting in a circle. <laughs> and it was like, I, I talked to like an artist after that, um, who a guy who went to NCAD. And he was like, well, that was the dumbest thing ever. And I was like, are you no, kidding me? Like, that's this is the best bit. I was like, this is amazing. Because I was like, the idea when we were making films, I never felt like we... They, they eventually stopped like screening them for people yeah which is like the main thing which is like you sit down you make something you talk about it you come through the suggestions yeah. and you try to figure out like and you're advancing something and you're moving something forward hopefully um even if it's like you know something that you make is absolute trash sometimes at the core of it there's like you know some nugget or an idea or something you're trying yeah. to put forward and uh to have people examine that and treat it with like a kind of respect and and also 
imagine like a therapy circle for your piece of art getting destroyed. Like we just talked about a guy who tore up our drawings. Like if it's a good drawing, you'll do it again. Yeah, but they yeah. had like like a coping circle yeah. for their stuff being destroyed, which is like, it's just a better way, in my opinion, to treat art where it's like, no, this is important to me. I'm trying to put forward something and say something. And, you no, know. if you're in animation, you're a heartless that's machine. It. That's, like, it. that's it. That's it. Yeah, yes. that, that is the problem with education in animation is mm. that you're taught that it only is an industry exactly. and you are only a cog a in the that, massive yeah. machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at least... Hopefully it is changing somewhat yeah, where no. they're, they're bringing in a lot more critical theory and reflecting on your work yeah. and, you know, the actual third level bit of third level education. I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> and this is, I don't want to, and I also don't want to rag because I really hate when like people, because I, I, I have such a, um, through the festivals and screenings I've done from the thing that shall not be named, um, like <laughs> I love like students. I think that the stuff, that they're making is great and ambitious and fantastic. And this isn't me, you know, making a pitch to people, you know, but ultimately I, I, I think it, I'm just always, I was always upset whenever things got nominated for Oscars as a student, they would invite like animation studios on radio to talk about it. And these same studios would just be like, ah, yeah, no, there are third level institutes, but they're not there. Or they'd be like, yeah. And then the students come in and they think they own the place. And it's just like, that is it's just so frustrating because there's such an un there's so there's so much potential there and yeah. um and it's not there are great lecturers as well so don't get me wrong about that but ultimately what I'm saying is just that there's uh, a disconnect and I think it comes from that industry thing I think the idea of community means that we could like foster something and create something whereas the idea of industry is like are you ready no okay I'll come back in a few years and you know yeah and I think that that that's a problem that's endemic a- across all levels of education at the minute where Mm. everything has become how do you get a job exactly and third level education was never supposed to be here's your ticket to a job it was Mm -hmm. supposed to make you a like a fully formed thinking person that would be more capable in the job market it didn't it wasn't a passport to employment which is what it's become and like all of the uh like markers of success that third level institutes are being judged on are to do with how many people go into the industry and it's like that's not what third level education is for and there is nothing wrong with getting technical training just to be an animator if Mm, you want mm -hmm. to do I'm the cog in the animation machine. Yeah, but that's like a the, trade. Then, yeah, people then. need them, mm, but yeah. they there isn't any platform for them to go to mm. to actually get that. So everybody who wants to do that is being forced into an academic structure that might not be suited to them. Mm. And then there's no there's no apprenticeships and the yeah, industry is there right. pointing at the education saying the education's not good enough because they're not getting mm-hmm. their trade skills Great. and it's like it's not a trade yeah yeah system it's not supposed to be like this yeah. no no that's amazing no that's so true because of the apprentice thing because that's like when you go back and you start looking at like i don't nine old men or something um I don't know, animation back in America at a certain thing. That's that's exactly what it was. It's like yeah. people, yeah. I you know, it's actually in theory kind of like the blue thing yeah, I was making a, fun yeah, of earlier on. Yeah. As in like, you know, 
you can hold a pencil. Cool. Get in here and look at what I'm doing. All right. But like, I think that that was kind of the, the problem with the blue thing, which is that I don't think there was ever intended to be a next step to that. I think it was like, yeah. Yeah. you come here, we That's got the it. workforce. Cool. And then they just left. They're gone. And they kind of left a lot of people high and dry. But, um, but yeah, I know it's, it's a weird one. It's, it, there's never, it's never like black and white. Cause like I was saying, like to add the legitimacy to animation that the idea of, uh, the blue thing did, yeah. that's also helpful because that's how I ended yeah. up here. But ultimately the other part is where, yeah, it, it kind of, it kind of creates this weird, uh, which is the thing that affects all animation, which is like a weird romanticism of what is I'm I'm going all over the place, but you know what I mean. Where it's like you know, um, people affectionately, fondly remembering being yelled oh, at by their boss. Maybe I like the misery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or that's like, what it is. but you know that thing where it's like, um, well, we're all family here. Animation is a big family, and then also this entire department is now fired. And uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway. yeah, so like the the idea that you have to get your degree in animation to become an animator is. It's like somebody who wants to be a builder having to go and get an engineering degree. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, just the lay bricks. Is, yeah. I mean, there is engineering inherent in bricklaying, yeah. but you don't need to know all of the bloody engineering mm. theory to build the brick wall well. You need yeah. practice to build the brick wall Let me wall explain well. it to you artists, okay? It's like Photoshop. You don't need to know everything in Photoshop. To it's use Photoshop. just a tool. <laughs> just a line tool. That's um, all you need. Change the color occasionally. That's it. What's your favorite animated thing? Well, as a short, I would say... Rabbit punch no oh, rabbit that's punch. Is that, that is, the that name is of a film. great film i'm gonna yeah. say that with confidence this rabbit time punch is great. i love rabbit punch what is it it's a short animated film and it was in 2012 f- yeah it was the first time that uh no it was before because it was in 2009 we saw it in first year mm, interesting um where it, yeah, it's the same film we're thinking of, where it's yeah. the guy and the bully on the bus, Absolutely and he has he gets sort of like pressured into mm-hmm. into doing things that he doesn't want to because of this other guy. Uh, yeah, the style looks amazing. It's kind of an adult story, um, yeah. but also like you know, it's so it's it's art animation. Yeah, which yeah. was oh, just. Yeah. I was like, oh, that exists. Yeah. I can do this instead of shooting yeah. guys with Nerf guns in Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I found my quiet Victorian corner. <laughs> um, what about you, Mark? Uh, I'm trying to remember it now. And it can be like real dumb because I was the other thing. Oh, like, I'll. What are you saying that when I'm about to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I have one that I, I love, like, literally, I cannot remember the name of it because it just came with a book. I'm trying, I'm trying to look it up, but I can't mm. do it. Um, animation Now. I can, I, but brother got me this book when uh, he found out that I was like going into animation college and I had just one of those things where it was oh like there probably loads of very famous animators but it was mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different animators where they take like this one character and they just kind of like morph it and do whatever they want with it into mm-hmm. the next scene so it's just like oh cycle. cool and, and you could tell all of the different animators putting their like kind of life and soul into it and mm-hmm. that was like that was one of the most my favorite things it's on a dvd I might be able to still find it. Nice. That then, sounds brilliant. And then we can put it at the end. You can be like, uh, edit director's note. Nah, it was yeah. this thing. Um, 
what's my favorite thing? But like, I got two now at the moment in my head because I was like, oh, my favorite thing is like, because I, I usually say my favorite animated movie is, um, I really like Fantastic Mr. Fox a lot. Yeah. And that one sticks out to me. But the one that I, for some reason, I just jumped into my head there was, um, there was a cartoon made at Prinu, which is the thing oh, yeah. I went to as a kid. And I remember watching that and going like, this is like the greatest thing ever. And it was, I can't even remember the name of it. It's like, um, anyway, it was a little short and Crinu was closing down and I was still there and he was going to throw out the models from this short. Mm. And I was like, I couldn't spare to see them be thrown out because I thought it was a piece of history. Yeah. And absolutely. so I took them home and now I moved house there a while ago. We had to get rid of a bunch of stuff and I just opened up this box and there's like this decaying plasticine model <laughs> of this thing. And I was suddenly like, like I was, it was so evocative. It was one of those things. And when I like, I had to throw it out, but, but because I was never going to use it, nothing's going to happen. It, was, it didn't mean anything to anybody but me. I took a picture of it. So I have it, you know, yeah. and the film exists, but ultimately putting that thing in a skip felt like killing something. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, like, absolutely. it like, but it, if, here's the short and I'm just going to explain it to you in its entirety because it's not online. Okay. And then once we're, it, it's very, very short. So we're wrapping up. I'm sorry. Um, what? so it's a guy, it's two little ducks on a pond, okay? And you know that song that's like... Oh, yeah. What is that? I don't know, but I, it's familiar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's playing and it's very tranquil, okay? And there's two ducks and it's like... No, there's a, just... Yeah, there's a brown duck and a little orange duck, okay? Okay. And they're just like... Flo they're going around this like little pond... And then all of a sudden, a shotgun blast just blasts <laughs> one of the brown duck, the brown duck away. Like yeah. he just like Team Rocket just flies off into the, the sky. Okay, and um, there's like a hunter there, and he's just firing at this this duck. You know, I'm getting I might be getting it slightly wrong. I think the orange one flies away, and then there's like two other ducks that are his mates. You know, okay. and so the hunter is like, you know, getting his gun ready again, and, and keep in mind that music is still playing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and. Um, and then these two ducks just like look at each other and then they disappear into the, the reeds and then they come back out with this giant cannon, okay? And then there's like this vacant look of the guy just looking at these two ducks with a giant cannon. And then he starts to just run away, okay? <laughs> and he's running and the music's still playing and he runs over these hills and then they fire the cannon and then this giant explosion happens behind these hills, okay? And then they kind of like... They cut back to them and they're wearing like sunglasses and the, the explosions oh, yeah, are reflected like in, in it. Yeah. And then after that, um, they their friend comes back, the orange duck who got blasted away, like comes back oh, and he's got a big scar over his neat. face. <laughs> but it's like this cute, adorable yeah. duck with a scar across its yeah. face and, and they just head Was on. it a duck that you had brought home? I brought home the duck and I brought home the hunter and both of them were just like sitting there and uh, anyway, they were completely mangled. But anyway. Did you try them away um, then? Hmm? Have you thrown them away or do you still have them? Uh, I threw them away. Oh, but okay. I have a picture of them. I can show you after this. Okay. Oh, you can post it with the, in the notes. Yeah. yeah. But idea. that was it. That was a good one. And then also, uh, I'm going to give another shout out to The Story of Icarus by Dermot Handley because I watched that like very frequently. Mm. I think that's one of the but best. But that, that was after you had gotten into it. Oh, oh, yeah. This is about favorites, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> My Aunt Sally, also, this uh, episode should be out on Thursday or Friday. So we can safely say now that our frameworks are Screen Ireland's funded short pork is going to be having its Galway its debut World full stop debut in the Galway World film first. Fla. 
which is on the 23rd of July. Uh, It's a Friday when our screening is happening. The flag continues and it's online. Get online. You can watch it online or you can buy a ticket, hopefully, and go down and see it at a live uh, event thing, whatever. Once you've seen part, I wouldn't bother with the rest, so just go home. Yeah, just leave. Just go home. I don't know what else is in there. Um, Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Haven't matter. looked it up. Don't Doesn't care. Don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. Um, get us on myansally.com and info at myansally.com, which I've ter- been told is actually a terrible email address because it goes straight to spam, apparently, usually. Oh, yeah, it sounds like it, yeah. And uh, we are on at myansallyprod on Twitter, which I find very funny. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, like a cattle prod. No, I thought but about it. for your Aunt Sally. <laughs> I thought about it. Um, a religious thing. I thought about a religious thing. We're also on Instagram, my Aunt Sally. Oh, a, oh, a Protestant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a monthly podcast, so we'll see you. It's not monthly. Don't tell them it's monthly. Oh, sorry. It's whenever we feel like it, podcast. <laughs> it's not even a podcast. It's just a chat. It's just a chat. This is a recorded we were chat. We're recording this? Uh, okay. God damn it. All right. Well, goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye. See you.